But really, we are in control of our thoughts, even though at times it feels like our thoughts are controlling us. We are really in control. So if we let them control us, they're going to keep taking us downward. They're going to spiral downward out of control and you're going to be miserable, wiped, just have zero energy. But if you can take back control of that inner voice by reframing it into something positive, that can change the whole outcome of the game. And that can really help you feel empowered because if you start believing these positive things that you're saying, instead of the negative voices in your head, those limiting beliefs, the things that want to bog you down, you're going to totally change your attitude and the way you react to the world. The new year is almost here, and we are about to start a new set of fascinating guests on season four of the Power Adulting Podcast. Subscribe to get those first thing on Thursday mornings beginning on January 6th, 2022. Today, we are pleased to discuss the final two pieces of our happiness component for our upcoming book, The Graduate Project. The first piece of the puzzle is how to conquer our fears, and the second piece develops empowerment which leads to a happier, healthier, and wealthier life. Have a safe and happy New Year's celebration. Also, follow us on Instagram or Facebook to help choose your favorite book cover design. the Power Adulting Podcast, where we are hunting down the experiences, struggles, and golden nuggets of wisdom from our helpful guests. Stay tuned for an exciting weekly adventure that uncovers practical tips, tools, and tactics to get you from stuck in the muck to smashing your way through life's toughest roadblocks. So I just wanted to wish you, Dave, and everyone else here happy holidays, and I hope you had a very Merry Christmas or at least got the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with your loved ones or a FaceTime or a phone call or something, because that's the best part about this holiday season is getting to spend time with some loved ones. And now that we're in this like limbo between Christmas and New Year's, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I get this feeling where I'm just like, I can't tell up from down. It's just like I'm in this whirlwind uh, and everything blurs together as one. And I'm like, okay, this is the holidays, but where are we even at? I'm not sure if I'm the only one. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, that's why a lot of people take off during this whole break. It's like, man, uh, yeah, it's hard to get anything done, but it feels like the Christmas is over, but we're coming up. On... So anyway, yeah, I hear you. How is it Wednesday? You're like, it's Wednesday. Aren't I supposed to be being productive? But it feels like a Saturday. It feels like a total right. Break. I don't know. But before we dive into our topic today on fearlessness and empowerment, I did want to ask you, Dave, did you do anything special for Christmas with your son and grandson, Luca, and their mom, Monica? Oh, sure. We had a ball. We missed you, of course, but we had a ball down here uh, with two-year-old. It just is extremely special. He's, he's starting to understand a little bit about it. He came out in the morning and saw all the gifts out there and go, oh, could hardly restrain himself. He had the particular ones that he wanted to pick out and uh, open up. And so we got to enjoy all of that. And he had some great presents. He had some Legos. He had a choo-choo train. He had uh, all of those traditional toys. And then us adults, who cares? Uh, we <laughs> we sang some carols, uh, actually. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, you know, did the night before Christmas poem. Uh, so, so, you know, some of our traditions there, but had a blast. How about you? 
we actually got to go to my niece's house and decorate on Christmas because they were on a flight back from a trip in California. They were down visiting with some other family. And so we wanted to surprise their two-year-old, a two-year-old girl. And so we had gone to the dollar store the day before on Christmas Eve and just loaded up on all these cheesy decorations. (laughs) And yeah, we ended up going over to their house and really just decking out the whole place. And, you know, Santa's little helpers came in and they said that she was really surprised. We kind of went over the top, but it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I think that it's fun to decorate for little kids because they, you really see the joy in their faces. And I guess adults, the same thing, but it's not as just so genuine. Like kids are just like, oh my gosh, the magic. They really see that magic. Whereas adults understand the difference between magic and, you know, a little something else. So I think that was really fun. Yeah, that is uh, cool. It's that joy that we see through those small children's uh, eyes. If only we could keep that innocence and naivety and really look at life that way. I guess that's another life lesson. Yeah. So anyway, don't know if we're ready to get started. Enough personal stuff. Are we ready to kind of get rolling? Let's dive in. Well, we've been talking about our book for a while here. We're getting to the end of the book, the climax of uh, this uh, great book, The Graduate Project. And happiness is really where we're driving everything towards. Everything else was kind of a setup to get us towards uh, happiness. And one of the last chapters is on fearlessness. And it talks about eight ways to vanquish your fears and be more courageous. So, Can you tell us a a few of the favorites that you had in that particular area? Because we all struggle with that. Yeah, I actually picked three that I thought really stood out for me. The first one being accepting and understanding your fears. I think it can be really challenging, just like everything with fearlessness. I feel like we all want to be these brave children that just go out and they have no fear of the consequences. They just go out and do it. But the reality is once you get to adulthood, the fear really weighs heavily on us because we know that there are consequences and we know we, we kind of understand in this process of life, but by accepting and understanding your fears or more or less by acknowledging your fears and acknowledging that they are real, that this is something that you are feeling, but deciding whether it is actually a valid threat. Is this something that is truly going to hurt me or is my ego just being affected? I think by choosing one of those two options, you really take away the power of that fear. So instead of letting it have power over you, you're deciding okay, it's a valid threat. I should probably not go into the wilderness and approach a bear. You know, that probably isn't the best (laughs) option. But if there's a project that you are fearful of starting because you don't want to fail or you don't want to confront somebody else with your mistake or whatever it is, then that's your own ego that's limiting you. So there's a difference between a valid threat and an ego hit. And just like in AA or NA or all those different programs that work with people to overcome their different problems with substances, different kinds of substances. In that program, the first step is admitting that you have a problem and really acknowledging the problem exists for you. And I think that goes the same for fear. By admitting that you have this problem, that you're fearful of whatever it is, that is the first step towards healing. So that admittance, that acceptance, that acknowledgement that yes, this is 
is something that I'm feeling, but I'm either going to stop now in my tracks and back away because it's a threat, or I'm going to push forward no matter what my ego says. That's great. And you know, all the other 12 step programs start off with that for a reason. (laughs) We can't just ignore it. We've got to go after it and deal with it. So excellent. The second one that I thought really stood out to me was enjoying the uncomfortable. And here's another challenge for me because no one likes to be uncomfortable. That's the worst feeling ever. You know, you go out into the rain and your clothes are sopping wet and you're like, I am uncomfortable. I don't want to be out here. Nobody likes being uncomfortable. But what I've learned from my own experience with trial and error is that growth comes from finding comfort in the uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Being accepting that being uncomfortable is inevitable with growth. But if you can push through that uncomfortable feeling and figure out how to be comfortable in this uncomfortable position, it changes everything. And I think back to my first time driving a car. um, And I just remember I was so uncomfortable, so nervous. I had driven a car in like a cornfield, but like then I was on streets and I had to stay in lines and I had to follow all these rules. And man, was I uncomfortable. I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to fail. Like I can never drive. But now I look back, what is that? 10 years later, And I'm like, I realize how much by putting in practice into this thing that makes me uncomfortable, it becomes way more comfortable. Now I'm basically driving on autopilot. But 10 years ago, I had to be so conscious and make these really intentional decisions and really had to pay attention to putting the blinker on and where's my speed at and all these different things that now, because I have relished in that uncomfortable space and I have found comfort in there, I don't have that feeling anymore. And so the more practice we put into these uncomfortable feelings, the easier it gets. You're talking about blinkers and lines and stuff like that. And then there are all of these, just like with life in adulting, there are things coming at you from all different directions. And so you've got to be aware of those and you've never really thought of them before. And that's kind of what happens with adulting. So yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah, you just kind of want to face your fear instead of running from it. If it is something that is a valid threat, obviously don't put yourself in a threatening situation if that's something that you don't want to do. But like, don't run away from something just because it's uncomfortable, because that's the easy way out. But then you don't grow. You don't get comfortable in that place. You aren't challenging yourself. And it's okay, you know, to have that fear is normal, but being willing to be uncomfortable. It's a really hard thing to wrap your head around because we don't want to be uncomfortable, but It's so necessary. You could just stay in your home and not to learn to drive. But what would you have missed in these last 10 years or so? So, yes, it is uncomfortable, but uh, there's real joy getting through that uncomfortableness. Absolutely. And the last one that really stood out to me, and mind you, there are five more that I'm not even going to talk about here. I just picked these as the ones that I felt like really stood out and the rest are so important as well, but we're just taking our time to do these three. This last one here, we started with accepting and understanding that fear. We went into enjoying the uncomfortable. And this last one is making time for mentorship because taking on these fears and challenges can be so daunting and they can feel really isolating. It feels like nobody gets you and that you're just drowning in this adulting thing all alone. Nobody gets you. You're just here and you have to suffer all alone. But the beauty is by finding mentorship, you're working with somebody who has already overcome similar struggles. And so 
not that it's going to be the exact same for you versus them, but at least they get it. Somebody does get it. There are people out there who have faced similar challenges or have made it through different phases in life, whether it's your 20s, your 30s. There's somebody who has already made it through and they can help guide you. They get it. They can help elevate you and really make you understand that you are not alone in this process. And I'm sure as we've talked to 50 plus guests on the podcast and we've learned from so, so many people, everyone kind of has a unique take on a different situation and they all have these different lessons that they've learned. Even if for me, even if I were to go through a certain struggle, or a certain obstacle, I don't necessarily think I'm, I would have processed and come up with all these lessons on my own. Everybody is processing at their own rate and based on their own life experiences. So by working with somebody, you're getting a different side of whatever obstacle you're going through because they're going to look at it from their perspective, whereas you're looking at it from your perspective. And so not only are you getting that support, but you're able to really look at some sort of an obstacle from many different directions, which really will help you overcome that obstacle in the long run instead of just being stuck in your single-mindedness, which is so easy to do. It's not a necessarily, you're talking about mentoring, uh, which doesn't, it could certainly be a, a paid coach, uh, but it doesn't have to be. In fact, the number one executive coach in the world was talking about this uh, on a podcast that I was listening to. Peter Bergerman is his name. You know, he deals with CEOs and high level people and so on. And so he says he tried to solve some problems, you know, his own problems on his own. He said he got on a bike ride. I was going to solve all these problems. And here he is, the number one coach in the world. He says, I couldn't do it. Here he is. He's got all these answers for these high paid executives and he couldn't do it for himself because you can't see outside yourself. You need a third party to do that for you, which can be a loved one, could be a valued friend. It could be anyone like that who can just like you said at the end there can see it an outside perspective on things. So it's really uh, this mentoring to get a uh, another view on things is so important important. I absolutely agree that that learning from others is a huge secret to fearlessness because if you can work with somebody else and you feel like you're not alone, then you feel like you can't accomplish anything because you have the support of these people. You have people who have gone through things. You can talk with them. You can let out whatever it is you're going through. And by having somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, a paid coach, it doesn't really matter having somebody like that to be with you and that you can rely on really encourages that bravery and that courageousness. Because if you know that you're not going to be failing alone, if you do make a mistake and you end up falling on your butt, like that's okay. There's going to be somebody there to reassure you and pick you back up. And so that's what that strong mentorship relationship can really do for you and why it can really encourage fearlessness. I can't add anything to that. So I want to go on to the next step. We have a four-step uh, success formula, which is basically the headspace uh, first, getting that right uh, with mindset and self-awareness. And then the heart, as far as your passion and your purpose. Uh, and then we got into our life balance issues, health, relationship, career, money. And then this last part of our four-step success formula is happiness. And I was wondering if you kind of could go over some of the extra exercises for increasing the empowerment to achieve that happiness, a healthier, wealthier life that we all are looking for. 
Absolutely. Yeah. In this book, The Graduate Project, we highlight 11 different ways to strengthen and increase that internal empowerment. And we've talked about a few of these before, even in our The Graduate Project series these past couple of weeks. And I wanted to highlight those that I've already talked about first, and then I'll dig into some new ones. But the few that we've talked about already are meditation, prayer, and journaling. We've talked about all three of those, and those are all excellent techniques for processing and letting go of what's going on in your head so that you can come out ahead instead of being weighed down by your thoughts. So these are all ways of releasing what's going on. So instead of letting the limiting beliefs weigh you down, which they really can do, they're one of those things that you can just get into one of those downward spirals and it feels never ending. But by meditating, by utilizing prayer, by journaling, you can get those negative thoughts out of your head. Instead of having them weigh you down, you're getting them out, you're putting them on paper, you're releasing them so that you can move forward and implementing positive strategies for improving your mental place so that you can actually feel empowered. And scientifically, it's proven that putting it on paper uh, as well as meditation. So meditating on it first, but not getting into some deep rumination there, but just kind of understanding it a little bit, getting it down on paper, and it relieves that negativity that you can get into. It's like you said, gone and away. So that's a perfect example. There are lots more. I wanted to talk about a few others, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say those are the simplest one. There are some that take a little bit more effort. Go ahead and talk about those. I didn't realize you wanted to go. I wanted to go a little further. Those are kind of the ones that we brought up multiple times over these last couple of weeks. So I wanted to really highlight those because they've come up in a lot of different areas, but some other ways for increasing this sense of empowerment that we all desire are first of all, exercising by physically challenging yourself. It really improves the way you feel about yourself, the way you view yourself and you release all these like feel good endorphins. So on top of pushing yourself physically and really pushing back past physical boundaries, you're also basically getting high in a sense, right? Like (laughs) it's it's a natural high that comes from exercising. So that's a wonderful way for improving that empowerment as well as another way that you can empower yourself is by reframing the limiting beliefs that come up. Say when you're meditating, you're praying, you're journaling, there are always limiting beliefs that each one of us face, and they're going to be different for each one of us. I'm sure a lot of them are repetitive, similar ones that we all face, but they're all going to have their own little tweak. But by reframing your limiting beliefs, you can use them to transform into positive affirmations. So I wanted to give an example on how that would work. So for example, if you hear in your head, I'm not good enough. That's something that a limiting belief that keeps coming up in your head and you're just like, okay, now I'm starting to believe it because this is all I seem to hear. You could reframe that. And instead of listening to that voice in your head, you can audibly speak something that is slightly tweaked. I am good enough even when I make mistakes. So you're changing it to something positive and justifying it. Like that's really what you're thinking in your head. I make all these mistakes, so I'm not good enough. 
But when you do say that I am good enough, even when I make mistakes, then you're full circle able to believe that even if I make these mistakes, I am still good enough. Even when that voice in my head keeps talking and yapping and telling me that I am not worth it. So by filling your brain with these positive affirmations, you can change what you believe. I mean, it does take a lot of consistency and it takes intention, but really we are in control of our thoughts, even though at times it feels like our thoughts are controlling us. We are really in control. So if we let them control us, they're going to keep taking us downward. They're going to spiral downward out of control and you're going to be miserable, wiped, just have zero energy. But if you can take back control of that inner voice by reframing it into something positive, that can change the whole outcome of the game. And that can really help you feel empowered because if you start believing these positive things that you're saying, instead of the negative voices in your head, those limiting beliefs, the things that want to bog you down, you're going to totally change your attitude and the way you react to the world. And I like the way that you said that. It was a very truthful, I forget exactly how you said it, but even if I do make mistakes, I'm still a strong person or something like that. Some of the research that I did, a psychologist had said, it's got to be honest stuff that's believable in your head. You know, you can't go out and say, I'm the world's best tennis player in the entire world. If it's not something that's at least realistic enough uh, that you can believe it, it's just going to, sometimes you hear parents tell their kids, oh, you can be the best to do anything. And uh, yeah, well, it's got to be realistic here. And so anyway, I like the way that you said that. Awesome. So if you are interested in learning more about different exercises, we only really talked about four, five with exercising. There's still six more that we didn't even get a chance to discuss just because we are short on time here on these episodes. So just wanted to try and give you a little sneak peek. If you are interested in learning more, send us a DM, reach out to us. We would love to just talk with you about what it is we are trying to achieve here. Adulting is one of those things that is just so challenging, but each and every one of us has to deal with it in one way or another. We're all aging. You know, we're not Benjamin Button. We're not aging back. We are aging upwards and we have to work with it. So, you know, we want to be there to support you. And we think that community aspect, having a mentor, having a community, having people around you that can help elevate you really changes the game. You are not alone in this process. And we want to be there to support you as do the people who love and care about you in your life right now. So, you know, really take advantage of the people who surround you and ask your grandparents, ask your parents, ask them questions. Talk to them about what they've learned. They lived in a different era from you. I get it, but they still have wisdom that can be adjusted and applied to the life we live today. So I think there's wisdom in every generation and we really just need to be willing to listen and adjust based on technology and different things that are going on in the world. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's perfectly said. That's what our whole four-step success formula is all about, is bringing us to that point where we understand other people's perspectives and put it into our life for a happier, healthier, and wealthier uh, life uh, in general. So anything else you want to add? Not at all. Nope. I think we dug into it. Just wish you a happy new year. I hope you get to spend time with loved ones and stay safe. Uh, Please no drinking and driving, get an Uber, get a taxi, whatever it means. Don't get behind the wheel, waste your time and energy. That's not something that we want. And we want you to get home safe so that you can start out this new year, new you as great as you can be. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, until next week, better your best you, everyone. Wait a second, guys and gals. If you are a recent or soon-to-be grad or know someone who is, then you need to get The Graduate Project, a success guide for parents and new adults. This book will definitely let parents better understand the adulting struggles that students are facing in our ever more complex society and also help graduates dramatically improve their lives. Go to Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Power Adulting for more info on this brand new book release. Elle and I are thrilled you joined us on the Power Adulting Podcast. We love helping you and always want to improve. Feedback is essential for us to produce the absolute best show possible, especially in these early days. Could you help us out by doing a quick rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use? Take a quick pic of your review and send it to us at Power Adulting on Facebook or on Instagram. If you prefer email, the address is contact at poweradulting.com. Either way, Elle and I would be immensely grateful and we'll list you on our website in the Founding Listener Hall of Fame. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Power Adulting Podcast.